Uh, on one of them, I've got a single note that says "looks crap." So that'll save a bit of time. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're reluctantly doing another film podcast. It's the Guys on Film podcast. May the force be with you. Oh, for fuck's sake. What? That's good. All right. Okay. And it works on loads of different levels. Well, two. Two. Okay. It works on two levels. (laughs) Do you want me to explain the levels? Yeah. Could you explain the joke, please? No, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, What's on today's show, Ollie? Okay. So as we are wrapping up this first month of our new uh, podcast format, I hope you've enjoyed it. Have you enjoyed it at home? Oh, nice one. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, yeah, so we're wrapping the month up. Uh, we're capping it out, as I like to say, uh, by having a little chat about what we did see during April and what you can look forward to coming up in May. And that's it. There's no live score. There's no seggy one. You've got all that to come next week when we do another deep dive. Yeah, if you want that, you can just wait for it. Anticipate it. And when it comes, savour it. Yeah. Exactly. And what's the uh, next deep dive on, Ian? The next deep dive, Ollie, is going to be on immersive cinema. At least, I hope it is. Wow. Yeah. I think you had another idea as well, right? Uh, yeah, but we're, gonna, we're definitely going to go with immersive cinema because you've already done a little bit of the groundwork for it and it would be a shame to waste it. Just before we get started, do you think, that, do you think you're kind of ready to answer some questions? I'm more than ready. I was born ready. Okay, and I think you probably know the subject matter. It's a quick... Guys on film quiz. Okay. Question number one. How would you subscribe to the podcast, Ollie? So I, if I was an Apple user, I would go to the podcasts app and I would subscribe and I'd also rate it five stars. And I'd leave a nice little, a tasty little comment, cheeky little comment as well, just to make us feel all good. That's one out of two on this potential two point answer. But also what I might do is if I was an Android user or if I just had a different podcast app, I would go to said podcast app, type in Guys on Film Podcast, see if we're there. If we are, then I'd I'd use the functions there to subscribe and rate and comment. I'll do all those sort of things. That's two out of two. That's pretty good. Just as an additional question, you can get an extra point here. What would you do if you couldn't find us on that podcast app? That's right. Okay. You'd send us a message on Facebook and then we can fix it. Yes. Question number two. How could you, if you were a listener to the podcast, how could you let us know what you think about the podcast? Think about this one carefully, Ollie. Okay. Um, telepathy. If only it were that easy. Um, is that your final answer? That's, that's my final answer because it seems like the easiest way. Unfortunately, not everyone listening has the, the powers of telepathy. So in actual fact, okay. what they should do try harder is go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film and then find our link to our survey because we want to hear what everyone thinks Ah. so like the link for it is goo.gl goo.gl forward slash wtdx8v but that doesn't really have a particularly good ring to it so uh, what I would suggest is people just go on the Facebook uh, page like it and then one of our top pinned posts at the moment is a survey. And we'd really like some feedback just about the type of things that are in the show, the type of stuff you like, 
uh, the type of stuff you think that would be better if we did it another way or things that we don't do that you want to yeah. suggest for us. Yeah. All that good stuff. Um, last question then. Okay. So that's that's uh, two out of a possible three so far. Um, okay. Last question. You ready for the last one? I'm ready. How do you get interactive for the notes on dot 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 podcast? Huh, this one's easy. So you just go to uh, you go to facebook.com um, yeah. or is it dot net? I think it's dot com. It's facebook.com. Uh, so you go to Facebook, you like our page and then you open up a little chat with us. Uh, and if you're on your phone, you can just simply record a message into there or you can use your phone again or recording maybe even professional recording equipment if you're i don't know in queen or something like that you might you, you could use that sort of equipment and then email us the file to guys on film podcast at gmail dot net dot com yeah there was like i know you made a joke of it at the end with dot net but there was genuine hesitation there to just be sure you knew the email address yeah. Uh, but you got it so that's uh, that's three out of a possible four three out of a possible four three quarters good enough how did you do at home excellent guys on film yeah but guys we're talking about film it's the guys on film podcast for real you know what guys talk about film it's the guys on film podcast for real yeah what have we seen in April 2018 well, I've probably not seen as many films as I would have liked, but I've definitely seen some stuff that I've got notes slash opinions on. Yeah, is, I mean, is there a reason why you haven't seen as many films as you wanted to do? I mean, is you know, were you busy or something? Yeah, a couple of times found it hard to find a good time that things were on. Like, there were things on in some cinemas, but they were on at, like, times that were difficult just, like, because it's during work or, like, too hard to, like, commute back in time to get there and all that sort of stuff. The stuff I wanted to see, for example. Like, you were never really here. That one was never on at a good time. So I was never really there. You were never really on. <laughs> yeah, probably just timing, mate, innit? Okay, um, so the first one that I saw, and it was my most hotly anticipated one of last month, wow. was A Quiet Place. Um, oh, yeah. Now, you said that you had no interest to see John Krasinski on the on the big screen. They, they were your words. Uh, so you had no interest in seeing John Krasinski on the big screen. Uh, and you've actually seen A Quiet Place. So how did you think that he did? Uh, I think he did pretty well. Wow. I just went to turn my fan down because I heard it was getting like noisier. Um, Krasinski was okay. okay, but I don't think oh, that... Come on, he was more than okay. <laughs> I think I I, okay. I think he was like the least impressive of all the characters. Sure, that's because your expectations were, you know, already tainted going in. Tainted expectations. Yeah, well, it sounds like a good film actually. I think that like the little girl who plays his daughter, who's got like the she can't hear. She was yeah. very good, and yeah. Emily Blunt was very good. Yeah. He was good as well, but I just mean like he's a guy from telly that I just don't really see as a leading man for some for for whatever reason. I mean he was, but okay, you know. Yeah. So what was. do you think? He about did. It? He did. He did do it. I really yeah. liked it. I mean, I was I was really excited about it. Um, I thought it was great. Yeah, there was there was a lot of things that I I thought. Um, one of them was that it was a very quiet film. Now, you know me and 
people You're chatting went. and eating and and being yeah. being noisy during films is an absolute nightmare for me. So so going into this one. Uh, there was a lot of pre-stress. Yeah, you were worried as well, though, because you usually go to action nonsense so it can conceal your sort of flatulence. <laughs> and just, like, eating and stuff, yeah. But the people in the cinema were very well-behaved. Not a peep. Yeah. However, off in the other screen, where they'd just shown Black Panther, you could hear the uh, staff hoovering up during all the quiet scenes. You could basically hear that through the walls. Which kind Are you of sure that wasn't someone having the teeth drilled? I mean, it is. It is right next to a dentist, uh, so it could be. Fair. Uh, yeah, but I really liked it. I thought the sound design was really good. There wasn't too many moments where uh, people had their hands over their mouths trying to make themselves not scream. There was a little bit, but not not too much. I loved the creature design. Wow! Wow! I did. I thought the creature design was was amazing. Like it had kind of had these huge kind of recesses in the side of its head so it looked like a little bit like a cross between the alien from signs and maybe a little bit like venom i suppose from the marvel thing with the big teeth um had these big huge pits these big recesses in the side of its head where it was almost they were almost like indented uh satellite dishes so it could pick up this audio and they had like little um zaps of electricity going inside it so it was like really hyper hypersensitive hearing so it really you know the creature design really sold the fact that they were hypersensitive to any kind of audio signal so i really liked that as well um i thought it was really tense okay so that's hypersensitive <laughs> yeah um i thought it was really intense wow. i thought all the performances were good wow. the story was good wow. um there was maybe one unintentionally funny bit where uh someone does a heroic thing but it, it kind of is was a little bit daft uh the shout that was my great yeah i like i i liked it a lot i agree i was actually like i came out of it and it, i was um actually i only realized afterwards i think that it was to do with um michael bay or did we know that when we previewed it i can't remember but it was surprising to me i didn't it realize it had michael anything bay. to do with michael bay but I, I came out of it just thinking okay. it was really good. Um, yeah. And I thought the the little girl character, when like the moment when she sees all the stuff that her dad's been doing for her, uh, because she's got yeah. these doubts about her dad. She's kind of concerned that um, you know, like he doesn't love her, and like because of this situation that they're in, which is really sort of tough sort of circumstances to be living in, like sort of sort of constant danger. Um, she feels like cast aside by him, and then there's something that he kind of spends a lot of time doing to try and help her and when she finds out that's yeah. emotional AF yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the only thing is um, Agree. There, there is a moment where a character really probably has options and makes a sacrifice and really didn't feel personally like they were pushed into a corner enough to be forced to do that that was my gripe yeah same same one as you. Yeah, but other than that, I really liked it. Yeah, thought it was great. Highly recommend. Uh, so, what else did you did you have a watch of? I've had a watch of Black Panther. Finally, I know that that's from back in like February or late February, March or something. But it's the uh, first chance I've had to go look at it. So, I really liked pretty much all of it. Uh, in particular, I like Michael B. Jordan's character. There's a kind of period in the film where you're kind of inclined to want him to be Black Panther more because he's quite cool. He kind of uh, embodies this good message to begin with, at least, because he wants to, like, sort of free 
the oppressed people. Like he wants to find nations where people are struggling and kind of like help them out. Yeah. Um, but then he gets obsessed with that, and he's a sympathetic like, bad guy. Exactly. I I genuinely think that this is probably the best baddie in a sort of superhero film from the point of view of like actually being interested in having like sort of multi dimensional characteristics um for a long time i can't really yeah. I, mean, I can't think of a lot off the top of my head because i'm not like a massive superhero sort of person but and actually i would have been uh i would have been more interested i think from the trailer because remember i was saying oh man i can't be arsed with andy circus being the baddie in this um that from the yes. trailer i kind of felt like andy circus was going to be the main central um antagonist in it and it didn't feel like michael b jordan was really as big a deal as he actually ended up being. Um, I actually thought Andy Serkis was right. fine, wow. although I was glad he wasn't the main okay. baddie. Um, but yeah, the way they marketed it was kind of not towards what the actual execution was. The power struggle sort of thing between the two guys is very cool, and then the sort of final blow fight scene is good as well. I like the Skyfall kind of uh, Kill Billish club. It was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And um, the warrior Okoye in the club scene is pretty wicked because she just smashes absolutely everyone yeah yeah um, although i did kind of notice some kind of odd body movement there because it was like super cg like okay. sort of bendy physics defying moves and stuff but i mean it was cool the the one other thing i think last week you said um there was i can't remember what moment it was but you predicted something where you said that's exactly what's going to happen here well when the leader of the other tribe says we're not going to help you after he's kind of helped Black Panther kind of come back again. At that yeah. moment, because you only had probably about 20 minutes, 30 minutes left in the film, I was like, you're definitely fucking yeah. helping them. And you're definitely coming back at just the right moment. <laughs> just when all is lost, you guys are definitely going to help them. Yeah, and I'm definitely going to be standing up and going, yes! <laughs> Uh, yeah, kind of. But yeah, yeah, I liked it. Enjoyed it. Okay. Um, so the other one that I saw, kids film with the kids, was uh, Peter Rabbit. I, I mean, I wasn't that first. I wasn't that bothered. I won't talk about it for very long. But I ended up really liking it, like from beginning to end. I thought it was great. I don't know. I, I don't know why it's getting so much negativity. I, I just really enjoyed it. It was like a, it was almost like a, an old fashioned sort of Tom and Jerry slapstick every scene was just like a bit of a almost like a sketch but it had like an overarching story as well i just thought it was dead good i really enjoyed it i thought uh i was entertained from beginning to end okay beginning to middle uh or constant enjoyment throughout there was not a single thing that i i disliked so would you say that's like the best film you've ever seen yeah it's one of the best kids films i've seen for sure i mean it, it we were all laughing you know all three of us all three of us were doing a lot of laughing. When we all came out, everyone was buzzing. We all really liked it. It was really good. So, yeah. Okay. I really enjoyed that it. pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. Um, maybe I'll watch it sometime. But, you know, don't respect your opinion that much. Yeah. Not going to buy it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Isle of Dogs, I saw. Um, I think, like, it's been talked about an awful lot. Um yeah. No, I don't love dogs, Ollie. Um, <laughs> we don't have to do that joke again. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to dwell on this too much. I liked it. I thought it was really cool. It was very enjoyable. Liked the characters. Um, 
liked in particular, like the um, I know it's Wes Anderson is like okay, well the design and look of it's like going to be good and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. But the gra- graphic design and kind of like overlaid text and stuff, the way that was you said done. The, you're going to say the graphics. Oh, mate, them graphics were brilliant. Uh, no, the graphic design and overlays for subtitles and stuff like that were good uh, because a lot of it is okay. um, they get over the sort of um, language barrier because it's set in Japan is because they use subtitles for it, but they actually use the subtitles in a way where the timing of them or the way that they're presented on screen is actually kind of interesting or like used for a joke or stuff like that. So that's quite good. A um, couple of things that I said I'd give a look, which I didn't. The Titan, I was like, you know, looks all right. I'll have a look at it. Haven't had a chance to see that. Yeah. And then the one that I was like mad up for and thought was going to be the best one of the month, I Kill Giants. The one yeah. that I give give you the, the big... The big sell. Gave you the bigger on the big sell on, and then you you turned and said, "Oh yeah, that does look good." I couldn't see it in a cinema, mate. Couldn't find an opportunity to get it uh, on my schedule. Nightmare because it just wasn't showing anywhere. So I'll keenly look forward to it being not in a cinema on a vod or something. Okay, and uh, we did both see Rampage, but I feel that we should save that until uh, we're going to talk about our immersive cinema experience because you you went to see it in 4dx and i don't want to spoil the the uh spoil that by talking about it now um, no that's that's fine yeah um, we're gonna just as as a yeah. teaser for that though friend of the podcast now now returned friend as opposed to ex-friend of the podcast peter cater um him and i went yeah. off and did a special report on 4dx immersive cinema and the film we saw for that was rampage um, so hey Absolute find out for him on the next deep dive why would that be a nightmare for him because it's it's a um a big like dumb action film and he he'd probably hate that sort of thing well you can see uh, a preview of his reaction to it and the experience <laughs> um on the instagram video that i put up on our instagram page it's the right funniest now. thing I've, I've ever seen um <laughs> <laughs> Even just thinking about Basically, it, it's the it's the end of the trailer for um, <laughs> Infinity War, and um, he's basically just been moved around in a hydraulic seat with flashing lights on him, <laughs> which is uh, which is pretty good. It's a little bit like what goes on in your yeah, uh, sex shed, isn't it, Ollie? <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the uh, uh, here May we preview then. May I? Was that another one of the pre-canned jokes? No, but may I continue? We've only yes, got we've may. only got like twenty-two minutes, so let's let's just really crack through this. Okay, Ollie, I'd like to okay. guess what your bottom of the month is going to be first. Is that alright? My bum of the month. Okay. Go on in. Yeah, Ollie's, Ollie's bum of the month. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I think it's uh, life of the party. Are you frantically searching for what this is? No, I know I know what that one is because I've, I've written it down. Um, but I think there is one that potentially looks even worse than that, and that is um, I feel pretty. Okay. I actually, okay. I, I feel like they're comparable in some ways. Um, yeah, they're very comparable. Yeah, they're very comparable. Okay, well, since you brought it up, w- let's talk about I Feel Pretty then. So, the official synopsis. 
A woman struggling with insecurity wakes from a fall believing she's the most beautiful and capable woman on the planet. Her new confidence empowers her to live fearlessly. What? Fearlessly. But what happens when she realizes her appearance never changed? So, like, this is a bit of a sort of uh, spin on Shallow Hal, right? Kind of like Shallow Hal, but in the female empowerment age where, like, actually, I feel like it's pretty... I think this could be quite successful, and I'm up for watching it. I know it's, I know like oh, yeah. it's chewing gum as fuck, but like, yeah, I think it, I think it'd be all right. I think it'd be fine. Amy Schumer is funny. I know it's chewing gum. I'm not going to go to the cinema to see it, but I'll I'll watch it and I'll probably like it. Well, look, what I will say is that I've learnt my lesson from, you know, sitting here and going, ah, oh, this film looks rubbish from the trailer. I'm not going to go and see it. Blah blah blah. I'm never going to do that. I'm, I'm a changed man. I'm a changed man. So I'll never Are say never. I'm not that interested, but I probably would watch it, you know, if it was okay. on Netflix and fancied watching something like that. I've got a little um, uh, a thing here and then a question afterwards. So this is the violence and gore parents guide. It says there's okay. various harmless pratfalls. Um, a woman falls off a bicycle and hits her head. A chunk of her hair is ripped out in the spokes of a wheel. Later in the film, she walks into a glass door and is knocked unconscious. Upon waking, she has a bleeding head wound. And my question is, Ian, have you ever walked into a glass door? I don't think I have, no. Um, I've got two things. I walked into a pole and um, I had... This is when I was about six years old and my sister Jackie was uh, taking me somewhere. And then when we got home, like I seemed to think that like she maybe pretended like it hadn't happened and then as like the lump of my head grew bigger and bigger my parents were like what has gone on here Jackie um, so there's that then also and that lump's never gone away has it <laughs> thanks um, and then the other is uh, a friend of mine called Herbie walked through uh, Greg's bakery window uh, he didn't just hit his head on it he smashed it completely and he just looked at them like, well, what can I do about this? Nothing. And then he just walked away with his sausage roll. I mean, you know, the sausage rolls are quite good. So, you know, not surprised. Uh, so, no, yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about Life of the Party. What what have you got about, about that one? Okay, so this is Melissa McCarthy. And it's a similar, like, sort of, like, women sort of down on her luck. And then something then suddenly sort of changes the overall outlook for her. So do, you instead, want, do you want the uh, official synopsis? Yeah, I'm just trying to draw the comparison why we thought it was the same as, well, not the same, but similar to I Feel Pretty. So, the official synopsis. After her husband abruptly. What? Abru- do you want to do the official synopsis? <laughs> after her husband abruptly asks for a divorce, a middle aged mother. I want a divorce. <laughs> shut up. A middle aged mother returns to college in order to complete her degree. Considered it a divorce. Considered it a divorce. <laughs> It's good. Okay, so I think the reason I kind of can't be arsed with this one is it just seems like a sort of like drinking one, like a big mad like yeah, uh, like uh-huh. hangover. I'm having a drink. Way I'm having a mad party. What do they call it in America? Frat, frat like party. Frat, yeah, yeah, frat party nonsense. Uh, whereas um, I feel pretty's got this message about like, well, look, if she like forgets how she looks, she just fucking gets on with it and. And yeah. So I think that's a positive message generally. Even if the film's cheesy as fuck and cash in as fuck, 
think the message is good. That's yeah. why I think it will be a better one. Okay. I mean, I I um, quite like Melissa McCarthy. I think she's quite funny. So uh, I, I you know yeah. so I, I'd probably watch it over it. But you know, it's it's the old person at college thing again, which you know was done in what was it Bad Neighbors with Zac Efron, where the, oh, the yeah. adults are trying to you know sort of mix in there and it was a little bit of that in blockers and you know so it's it's a thing that's been done a lot so yeah i'm not i'm not oh yeah interested. but i've got a question bad, bad grandpa as well yeah <laughs> bad up. grandpa yeah uh, but i have yeah. a question um ian have you ever been the life of a party oh mate as i live and breathe every day man here we here we here we go <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think okay. I feel like maybe we should bleep some of my swears this episode. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm not. I've not got time for that. So could you just try not to swear? Okay, no, no problem. Can I give uh, you your bottom one? Yeah, okay. It's Sherlock Gnomes. I, you remember, I said I took some things off the list to speed this up. I took Sherlock Gnomes yeah, off it because one. I just I'm totally indifferent to it. So it's probably one of the ones that I'm least likely to see. But my bottom is actually Deadpool too. Okay, okay. How do you feel about that? Um, can I can I just give you one? Well, two things here. See if this changes your mind. Um, okay. So, uh, Gnome Watson was rumored to be voiced by Wesley Chopper Horse. That's a real name. Chopper Horse. Um, yeah, and here's one of the bits of trivia. Um, its title is a pun on Sherlock Holmes. Does that change your mind about? <laughs> Fuck, I might go see it now. Actually, now I get it. I get the concept of it. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. They were in the so boardroom why, and they were like, uh... "Do you think they're going to get it? Do you think they will? Do you think it's a little bit niche?" <laughs> nah, mate. The leader up. The leader up. Um, okay, so uh, Deadpool two. I saw Deadpool. Uh, on my own on Valentine's night the year it came out that's committed to memory and I quite liked it but it's got one of those like insufferable you know when a campaign for something becomes like like one message becomes like so overbearing that you're like alright give it a rest chill out like you know we're you know we're talking I can't remember what I compared it to but there was a film at the same month as Annihilation and I was saying Annihilation yeah. was mu- a much better sort of female empowerment film because it didn't shout about it it was just like strong female characters doing something it was Tomb Raider Tomb Raider was all like yeah. nah Lara Croft isn't all about boobs anymore it's really like she's a real character and that just got on my nerves a lot so with Deadpool two. Like this whole thing of like knowing that they're. I mean, my argument about that w- was that they were remaking the like the what the twenty thirteen remake of the of the film, which wasn't about that anyway. So they'd already rebooted the character, so they they were basing Lara Croft on that character. So I I, I personally think you've you've taken that stance without the marketing doing so. They were just portraying a Lara Croft as she currently is. No, I know, but like the general movie going public don't give shits about the 2013 remake. Like they just didn't know it existed. Do you know what I mean? Oh, sure. No, (laughs) they do. Yeah, of course, of course they knew. Of course people know about Lara Croft and Tomb Raider. It was a massive game. It was huge. Uh, Anyway, point being, point being that Deadpool 2 has Well, your your opinion being... No, the point here being that the marketing for Deadpool 2 is so based on the fact that it knows about the jokes it's cracking that are like meta yeah. and beyond like the subject matter that it's just getting really boring now. Like 
It's annoying as fuck, actually. So I, I take it you've read the official synopsis as well, and it's it's not an official synopsis. No, I actually haven't. I didn't. I did. I didn't look at the IMDb page, but I have seen the trailer for this. What what they what what the problem here is is that everything about the film is supposed to be hilarious, and that was the same as the first one. Everything about the marketing and the trailer and everything was absolutely hilarious. And I'm saying hilarious because it, it wasn't. I, I didn't think it was hilarious, but I thought the marketing betrayed the actual tone of the first Deadpool film because the first Deadpool film it had its lot like, humorous moments but it, it had its darker moments as well and it still was a proper film it still had a an actual film in there and it wasn't quite as annoying as as you've been as I'd been led to believe and I'm kind of feeling the same one way with this one is you know will it still have like a good film in there or will it all be turned to the camera nodding at this nodding at that I don't know yeah that was funny yeah. I think that's funny if done sparingly but it was just overdone do you know what I mean in in the second in the trailer for the second one or the first film as a whole because I thought it was quite o- well over- balanced in the first one did you I kind of feel like on yeah I mean I, th- I think I liked it I think I liked it but I, I think okay. maybe it was just teetering yeah. on the edge of becoming too much of the same thing but yeah fair enough uh, so I'm not bothered about saying that. So I've got an interesting thing here. Okay. This is um, it was announced in October 2016 that Tim Miller, who directed the first one, would not be returning for the sequel. He decided not to return due to mutual creative differences with the lead actor Ryan Reynolds. Hilarious. Hilarious Ryan Reynolds. During pre-production of this film, uh, Miller stated that he left the, the sequel because he didn't want to make some stylized movie that was three times the budget and wished to create the same kind of film that made the first one a success. And that seems quite fair to me. Yeah, uh, knowing that makes me less inclined to see it because Ryan Reynolds actually is kind of part of what puts me off it. Okay. Sorry, I mean the like yeah, just his delivery and that sort of thing. It's just yeah. insipid. Well you'll be pleased to know you'll be pleased to know, Ian, that the uh the test preview had a negative audience reaction. I mean I want it to do well, I just I don't think it's my kind of thing. Um so let's talk about what might be our kinds of things. So what's um what do you think my number one is for May. It's a strange month. There's lots of good stuff. It feels like there's a through line of all the films this month that there's a very kind of strong female message in loads of the films, which, I mean, a lot of them look very good. As far as your top one, I don't think any of them really struck me as like, oh, that's definitely an Ollie type of movie. So the ones that I think are in contention are Solo, the Han Solo story, or Uh I guess like Infinity War, if you've not seen that yet, but I think that was a... That's April. Like last day, day of May, April. Yeah, yeah. So, um, solo? No, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> lukewarm on solo. If you, if you can understand the pun there, the dad joke. Um, can you desc- do you want to know? Can you describe why that's funny? <laughs> Luke Skywalker is also friends with Han Solo. Um, ah, cool. I'm all right with, I'm all right with it. But we'll get onto that one in a minute. But the one that I'm most up for after seeing the trailer and reading a lot of reviews is a film called Revenge. Yes, man. Yes, man. It's probably my top one. Mate, it looks so bloody good. Um, Can't wait to see this. It kind of looks a little bit like um, I Spit on Your Grave crossed with um, like a 
out in the wilderness survival thing. So I'll just give you the official synopsis, which is a bit shit, actually. The official, a little bit shit synopsis. It says, never take your mistress on an annual guy's getaway, especially one devoted to hunting. A violent lesson for three wealthy married men. I mean, it doesn't make sense. So no. I don't know. Uh, but basically the premise of the, the film is that uh, a guy takes away his mistress, who I don't think he really cares about uh, other than for just the, you know, the one thing uh, to this retreat. And there's some other guys there and they end up assaulting her in pushing her off a cliff and leaving her to die. She doesn't die. And in a, a kind of I spit on your grave style uh, turn of events, she uh, survives the fall and then she survives the wilderness and then decides to take revenge on these guys and it just looks relentless brutal gory you know yet somewhat empowering i guess if you were you know female watching it you might you might feel that this is like a a a feminist film i suppose in in that sort of respect that it it, you know it's quite a strong female character who's Mm -hmm. overcoming all these odds i I just think it looks brilliant can't wait yeah i I agree. There's not too much more to add other than um, when I watched the trailer, the main, the lead yeah. female character in it, when she, because they show, they show all this in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler, I don't think, but when she falls and it looks like she's dead, um, the actress yeah. who plays her, her name's Matilda Anna Ingrid Lutz. So that's a four part name. Okay. Uh, but anyway, when okay. she, it looked like she died, I was like, how can they kill her? She was the one that was the most interesting part of what I've seen already. Yeah. Like, that would be terrible. And then when she comes back, it's like, oh, mate, yes, nice one. So I'm already getting that yeah. sort of... Um, the <laughs> nice the feeling I think they want to... The, yeah, that feeling they want to provoke, I was already getting from the trailer alone. So I'm up for it. Uh, one other thing to note on it is just that it looks like it's been part-funded by Shudder, whose subscription... I am on the brink of cancelling, but if <laughs> okay. they start making more content like this, then maybe I'll be sort of won over again. There now, there's a very similar film that I saw on the list as well. Did you see um, Breaking In? No, I saw it in as much as that I thought it looked a little bit straight to video, so I didn't end up uh, investigating any further. Um, similar, probably blood-soaked woman against a ton of like male house invaders in this case similar sort of thing where it's one woman against the world sort of thing in this and uh she's trying to protect her family during a home invasion and it's uh, this is not in the official synopsis but it's because her father had this like sort of very high-tech house probably because he was hiding something and then the guys who are doing the home invasion are there to try and steal something or other that's not revealed in the trailer but her oh, kids mate, are in danger really and then cheap. she has to try and protect them yeah, it's okay. it's. Um, remember IT with Piers Brosnan? Open the safe. Um, it's that ki- it's that kind of smart home sort of nonsense. Like it's, the trailer is for the cliche. Not interested. So I think that's the less good of the two violent feminist movies this month. I've, I've but I've got a little fun fact for you. Do you want a little fun fact? Okay, is this about revenge? Yeah, about revenge. Yeah. So uh, the film features so much blood that according to director Coralie. Uh, Fargiat the prop team would often run out of fake blood they'd actually run out of fake blood Uh, one reviewer that I read complains that technically people in the film lose too much blood so this is going to be a a hella bloody film 
uh, technically that's too much blood. <laughs> Gonna yeah. have to ask you to not lose that much blood, please. Okay, so the other couple that were in my should check them out. Like I, my what I wanted to see most ones were I think a three way tie between Revenge, Tully, and maybe a little bit less so How to Talk to Girls at Parties. Have you seen the trailer for Tully? No. So this is um, Charlize Theron in a film. So here's the official synopsis. Uh, the <laughs> film is about Mar- uh, Marlo, a mother of three, including a newborn, who's Marlo gifted a knight... <laughs> uh, no, not, not a dog looking after a family of three. Marlo and uh, her three children, who's gifted a knight nanny by her brother. So somebody to come look after the kids and let her get a good night's sleep. Um, hesitant to the extravagance at first... Marlo comes to form a unique bond with the thoughtful, surprising, and sometimes challenging young nanny named Tully. It actually looks very good, Ollie. I know this is probably not your cup of tea. I can imagine you listening right now going, what the fuck is he on about? But the trailer is what, you looks good. Yeah, it's by the people who made Juno, Jason Reitman, the director, and Diablo Cody, the writer. The main, well, Charlize Theron is sort of the leading lady, but uh, the titular Tully is played by uh, somebody called Mackenzie Davis, and she was Tom in... Tom Hanks. Eh? What? What? <laughs> you dick. Tully, the one that uh, landed landed the plane on the... Uh, the <laughs> pilot with the uh, moustache. Yeah. She was in uh, Blade Runner as sort of like the new version of Press with the blonde hair, but she kind of plays a different type of character in that. But she's also down, okay. by the looks of her IMDb, to be in the untitled Terminator reboot. So uh, okay. that... I like the look of it. It's got Mark Duplass and Ron Livingston in the same place at the same time, and they look basically identical. But one is supposed to be Charlize Ron's okay. husband, and the other is supposed to be her brother. So it's a little bit weird. Yeah, it could be a bit of confusion going on there. Maybe uh, she last like, thing I was going to say was a mark on the head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to tattoo you so I don't have sex with my brother. <laughs> Um, so there's a bit of the <laughs> there's a bit at the end of it where um, it does the editing in a trailer thing that I think you've mentioned before you dislike, which was they crack some sort of joke, but in order to re- and they react to it in a different continent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They crack a joke, and then so that the audience know that that's the zinger sort of end of the trailer, it cuts to them in a car rather than in the house going. <laughs> it's yeah, annoying. I hate it, that. I hate it. Was, it. Hate it, but other than that, I'm really keen on this one. Uh, looks good. What else? I mean, I've got a couple, two more that I'd like to talk about, but I've I mean, run out we of have time. technically ran out of time. Okay, yeah. that's fine. So, I mean, can you just wrap them up in Ian's final minute? Okay, so how to talk to girls at parties looks good. I think it's got the same sort of like uh, fun British film feel of something like Sing Street from a couple of years ago. Um, it looks Good, I guess. It's kind of difficult to wrap up very Nicole quickly. Kidman. The synopsis is Nicole Kidman and Elle Fanning, who are in The Beguile together, and it's written by uh, Neil Gaiman. Um, the official synopsis! An alien touring the galaxy breaks away from her group and meets two young inhabitants of the most dangerous place in the universe, the London suburb of Croydon. Uh, so that looks quite cool. Like look at that. And then my wild card is probably uh, something called Allure. Um, okay. Have you seen anything about that one? No, I haven't, no. It's got Evan Rachel Wood, who's been in a bunch of stuff, but I liked her particularly in The Wrestler, and its synopsis is... A house cleaner meets a teenage girl 
and convinces her to run away and live with her in secret. That one seems uh, a bit mental, like it could go any number of different directions, and that's kind of why okay. I'm up for seeing yeah. more about it. That's kind that's of it. What, that's what it's the wild card. It's the wild okay. card. Okay, and then yeah, there is a little film called uh, little film called Han Solo or something with the you know little kind of independent film by a man called Ronnie Howard uh, that we I might go yeah. and see it. You know, it looks, looks like a looks like a fun little caper. But anyway, are you up for it? Uh, you know what? Actually, because I've been following uh, Ronnie Howard on um, on Twitter recently and just seeing that he's like kind of just a nice normal guy that just does like really normal stuff and he's really passionate about the film i've got a lot of time for him now so i'm prepared i'm prepared to i mean yeah the trailers aren't really doing it for me i don't think they're particularly none of the trailers really have a moment where i'm like holy shit i can't wait to see that i feel like i've actually seen that moment in the trailer um yeah so but look i'm gonna go and see it i'm gonna go and support my new favorite director Ronnie Howard. Okay. Um, Ronnie Howard with his baseball yeah, hat connection. I, I'd agree on the um, the trailer is not really doing it for me yet. And so far from what I've seen in the trailers, like the guy playing Han doesn't really seem to have like the specific kind of charm that I think the character needs. But hey, probably see it because it's Star Wars and that's what you do. All right. If you've liked this week's show, then why not listen to next week's show as well by subscribing and having it come straight into your device when it's ready. Um, Ollie, last question yeah. from the quiz. This is a bonus question. What day of the week does the Guys on Film podcast get released? It's on the Sabbath day. The Sabbath day. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. It's uh, no, Sunday. it's actually on a... It's Sunday. It's the day of rest. It's the day where you've not got anything to do anyway, so you may as well listen to it. Or at the very least, commit 10 minutes to downloading the podcast and then you can listen to it on the way to and from work. Yeah? That's that's exactly that's yeah. a deal. Um, so yeah, next yeah. week we're going to be doing a deep dive on immersive cinema. So get involved and let us know what yeah. you think about that straight away. Um, for example, tell us any 3D movies you might have seen before and liked or any specific yeah. immersive cinema experiences that you've had. Um, maybe What's an the immersive, most immersive shed thing? experience. Um, <laughs> like, like fully sitting on the bottom of the pool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, like in the abyss where they start breathing liquid. I've been like that. Yeah, up for that. What about yeah, you? What's, great. What, what's the most immersed you've been? Probably ter- Terminator Battle Through Time. Have you actually seen that? Yeah. Oh yeah, you, you mentioned that. You did mention it. Okay, I mean that's good. That's great. I I went to see the um the very old Star Wars thing at Disneyland, and uh, it was basically like you're in one of those simulators with big pistons in the bottom that moves you around. Uh, hydraulics that kind of moved the whole ship around but it was just basically people in a cinema that moved it wasn't very like a spaceship at all <laughs> it's just rows no, I'll, of seats I'll, I'll, I'll bloody move you around in a minute if you don't finish this podcast alright well we hope you've enjoyed the show bye <laughs> bye like and subscribe <laughs>